16 speed humps and three roundabouts and 114 new enhanced crosswalks and 114 get out of here it's going to help people get to school it's going to help people get to the orange line it's going to help people get to the la river uniting a lot of neighborhoods and and making these corridors for biking and connectivity to the orange line real two billion dollars for this out of the surplus we feel is a very important next step so that we can see these bike highways this is the right year to make sure we make a big bet on active transportation. But I think we're going to call you the Oprah of like the safe <laughs> it's like Yeah, know. you're just like giving us money. money. Like, we're going to get millions of dollars. Like, <laughs> you get a curb cut and you get a curb cut. I'm not you get a giving away traffic circle. This isn't just some engineer in a back room. It needs to be from the community. Welcome to Bike Talk, KPFK. We're doing it on Zoom until all this COVID madness is over and we'll be back in the studio. Um, my co-host Nick Richard and myself, Don Ward, are here today with some great guests as always. Mm. We're going to bring on Deborah Murphy and Hillary Norton. Deborah Murphy is urban design and planning principal, active transportation planner, designer, and grant coordinator and she's the founder of LA Walks. She does the things in the background that c- cause these big agencies to do things. Um, and that is insanely important work that just doesn't get seen by the public. And uh, we have Hillary Norton also who's coming on. She's the chairwoman of the California Transportation Commission. Deborah, you recently scored a grant I apologize. I'm not the most articulate person when it comes to talking about all this stuff. This is like wonky stuff that, yeah. But you got us some big money out in the Valley in Canoga Park. Let's talk about that. Sure. So over the last like 13 years, I've been writing lots of grants, mainly for the city of Los Angeles to fund active transportation, pedestrian and bike projects, Um, open space and climate adaptation projects. The number has now gone up to $278 million that I've helped um, cities and nonprofits um, uh, get for these projects. Yeah, we're we're gonna do a round of applause. Yay, awesome, very proud of that. But it's also been about (laughs) getting them properly implemented. But so I often get hired by LA Metro they, similar to what Mark talked about this grant, they pay for grant writers to help cities apply for statewide funding and other funding. So there is a program at the state level that's run by the California Transportation Commission, which Hillary is involved with and is chair of the commission, along with Caltrans, called the Active Transportation Program, ATP. So um, the whole goal of the ATP program is to shift a mode of travel from driving to more walking and biking to make it safer, to increase the number of trips people take by walking and biking and getting on public transportation, making it safer. So we reduce crashes um, and we don't call them accidents. There's no such thing as an accident. Everything's a crash or collision. There's usually a reason behind everything. Um, and, um, you know, help build community and it, uh, make a connected network of improvements that really can be transformative 
for a community and that they utilize some innovative um, techniques and technologies. So the city of LA decided they needed a grant writer. Um, I was assigned to the Canoga Park project to work with the Bureau of Street Services on a project that they had initiated under a planning uh, grant to look at kind of the downtown area of Canoga Park um, because Climate Resolve, um, who is a, a is a nonprofit who who looks at how we're going to deal with uh, climate change, and particularly in the valley where it's very hot, um, wanted to address urban cooling kinds of issues along with uh, transportation improvements. Um, they worked with Alta Planning and Design with the council office and um, Streets LA to come up with a concept idea for what needed to be done in Canoga Park to address urban cooling and uh, pedestrian and bike and transit connection uh, improvements around the Sherman Way Orange Line Station. Um, so that's a Sherman Way kind of between um, Owens Mouth and, and DeSoto. So, pardon me. So, and there's a there's a little town there. If you yeah, Sherman yeah, Way no, along, Owens Mouth is very cool. It's really charming right there. Yeah, exactly. So that's really the the heart of the proposed project is is Owens Mouth. Um, you know, it's just a little bit over from um, Topeka Canyon, the big mega street that um, all the major shopping centers are on. But here's this great little downtown, and it's also a disadvantaged community because one of the focuses of the ATP program is to fund improvements where people are already walking and biking, where they're already taking public transportation, but the area is not safe and convenient and there's lack of connections and all that kind of stuff. So um, we were able to take the kind of independent concept ideas that were developed in that climate resolve, also planning and design plan and develop it with street services into a network of improvements. So there's like seven miles of new improvements for people walking and biking. The area is all the way like from Valerio at the north down to Van Owen on the south. So that's like a mile. And then from like Topeka Canyon over to Browns Creek. So it's a really, you know, big area. Um, it'll have about uh, two miles of new cycle track. Most of that is on Owens Mouth. So that'll be a protected uh, bike lane. Um, all the way from Valerio down to Van Owen. We'll have about three quarters of a mile on Sherman Way from the Orange Line Station over to DeSoto. And then some connections because this is right near the LA River. And a lot of these streets have a hard time when they get, you know, they've got the um, LA River there, but people can't um, adequately get to the river from the surrounding streets. So there's some better connections there. As well, there's no good connections on many of the North South streets to get over to the Orange Line bike path. So there is some new pedestrian bike signals that will connect people, because right now you have to go like a half mile out of your way to cross safely at a traffic line at Sherman Way or all the way down at, at Bassett. So they'll get those improvements. There's eight schools in this neighborhood. So they'll get on, on Valerio and on uh, Varial. There'll be speed humps along there. There'll be mini roundabouts at the intersections. All these things to do traffic calming to wow. make better people walking and biking. Yeah, so we've got That's like, amazing. I, I got numbers here. I got all kinds of numbers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to have um, 16 speed humps and three roundabouts and 114 new enhanced crosswalks. and 114, uh, get out of here. 
110 new reconstructed disabled ramps, 39 new disabled ramps, um, 20 new benches, 150 street trees. So again, it's that comprehensive package of improvements that really impressed the reviewers of this application um, that showed that there's this whole network. It's gonna help people get to school. It's gonna help people get to the Orange Line. It's gonna help people get to the LA River Greenway, whether it's to get to their job or a school or to do recreation. I mean, this is mainly about transportation for more than recreational purposes. Um, but it really creates a whole network of improvements and the transformative nature that Caltrans said, if we're going to have fun, some big projects, you better prove to us that you're doing something that's really going to change people's mind about their neighborhood. And like you said, then Owens Mountain is this very charming commercial little street. And Owen, uh, Owens Mountain Sherman Way is like, what was that like a railroad town at some point? Like there's there's these little clusters like in Van Nuys. There's a little downtown where they like yeah. the development was. Well, a lot of it was around where there you know. Uh, uh, I mean, for Van Nuys anyway, it was because of the trolley car. I forgot if there was a trolley car stop near here, but most likely. Anyway, yeah, those. Um, so we were able to convince Caltrans and the CTC that a thirty point seven million dollar application was worth. Then funding, the city also has $7.8 million in match. So this is really like a $39 million project. So Canoka Park's getting big time. Yeah, <laughs> cool that's stuff. good. And I so would add- Hillary, Hillary, were you on the other side of that? Did you, did, is this yeah. like you received the application or how? Yes. What, and okay. and I also want to say that when, when Deborah's talking about $30.7 million, the average application application that we funded was five million so yeah, this was huge. really something where it's like the the application was funded because it was so comprehensive because it really did talk about uniting a lot of neighborhoods and and making these corridors for biking and connectivity to the orange line real and i think that's the part that is so important is that we can't just do these sort of special areas and have them not connected um, and that's why we are moving forward with that $2 billion request out of the budget surplus. But I will say that one of the things that was so important about what Deborah did and Climate Resolve and others is that people don't realize that in this part of the valley, the number of days that are over 100 degrees, it's not just heat about 80 plus, it's over 100 especially last year and as our climate is changing, it's just murder. And so also having the cool pavement and being able to walk and ride bikes so that you can cool off is, is and, and street trees is really important. It's a health benefit as well as a safety benefit. And so it was just an extraordinary application and the combination was too good to pass up. And I think it was just really says a lot about Deborah's um, expertise when she unites these disparate projects and makes sure that they interact because that's really what's going to get people to feel like they can get out of their cars and do something else because it's all been thought of and it's all networked beautifully yeah thanks for reminding me because i didn't get to the my list of the urban cooling stuff but yeah we put cool pavement along the orange line bike path make a little bit better separation between where people walk and bike has some like shade structures at certain like 
cooling station points along um, the route on the orange line between Valerio and Ben Owen. Yeah. Um, so people have a place to rest, they can fill their water bottle, they have a bench to sit on, chill out, meet your friend, you know. So Dawn, you know, you need to meet some buds out there. You say, hey, meet me at Sherman <laughs> Bay and the Orange Line and we'll uh, hang out and I, some I water. Do. I, I, I ride on the Orange Line in that area a lot. And, um, you know, it's true. There's, there's, there's a lack of connection like Owen's mouth. Like I yeah, want to be in that neighborhood. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy right there. The, it's like they the think size of the intersection. Just, going along the, the bike trail and not making a connection into the neighborhood. You know, you just don't go from point A to point B at the beginning and end of, a, of the orange line. You're stopping in between and you've got to make the east-west connections and all of that. Yeah, so, and the, and the shade trees are key. And, you know, this is something that I've been really pushing on Caltrans over the years because when I've been writing these ATP applications since 2014. And the first thing they would always say is, well, we're not gonna fund trees. You can only do like less than 10% of your budget can be used for trees because we don't do that. You know, you get that some urban greening money to, to fund your trees. We're not gonna fund that. And I've been like on the phone with Lori Waters and other staff at, uh, over the years to sort of say, it's essential. People are not gonna walk on the street if they don't have shade. They're not gonna ride their bike in a hot neighborhood like this if we don't have trees. So over time, and other people obviously have done this too, not just me, um, that, that through that encouragement, um, they're now more willing to fund these kind of the, the trees and a little bit of the beautification work, not at the expense of doing the nuts and bolts of getting a good bikeway, but um, anyway. But the whole point I know that um, Nick wanted us to talk about is, a lot of cities don't apply for these grants because it's so competitive. And they spend all the time, um, this time around, and you had to have a score of 92 to get funded because we had so little money. And I think the issue is we don't have enough money. It's not that the projects aren't good enough. And yes, we wanna have these big transformative ones, but some smaller projects in smaller cities also need to get funded. So I think Hillary should tell us now about some strategies. How much money was allocated this year for the, was it 440 or something? Yeah, and then and then one thing I do wanna say about that is that 100% of the projects that we were programmed were um, benefited disadvantaged communities. I mean, so that it, it's like, not only are we making sure that the money is going absolutely where it needs to go, but that the, the programs were five times oversubscribed, especially during COVID. People really reignited their love for biking and, you know, people who didn't normally bike were, were starting to really understand the beautiful experience of slower streets and biking and walking. And so one of the things that we have asked for, and it's important that you know that in our annual report last year, we said this program is oversubscribed and we actually asked for money to come out of cap and trade for additional ATP money. We have long felt that there should be more funding sources for active transportation, federal, state, and otherwise. So, yes. but I also want to point that this last meeting that we had with the CTC, our vice chair, Bob Alvarado said, look, let's just do this fully and, and, 
in the surplus because the surplus is $25 billion to have 2 billion go to um, active transportation projects. And the reason is because there were so many projects that were that scored well, but also we wanna fund some important things like um, bike highways because, and those bicycle highways are projects like rail to rail and rail to river on Slauson, um, the San Gabriel Valley Regional Greenway Network and the San Gabriel, like we want, instead of sort of waiting and piecemealing projects just in order to get these connected corridors, let's do the whole thing. And, you know, Measure M had over $400 million for the LA River bike path. And it's that same thing where we want to have a totally connected corridor and do it all at once. And that's why spending this money now on major projects and that connectivity is so important. And that's why um, $2 billion for this out of the surplus, we feel is a very important next step to get these larger projects that fully connected so that we can see these bike highways as a way of talking about this in, in the same kind of conversation that we would have with a bus rapid transit or a, a major you know, boulevard. That's what we want to make sure we can do, like whole in whole cloth. I had a, a quick question. Over twenty years. That's right. I had a quick question. You mentioned cap and trade could possibly fund this. Is it also possible for the gas tax to fund this, or did they? Well, gas tax. The gas tax does fund some of it. That's what we we're talking okay. about. The active okay, transportation gotcha. program is through SB one, which is the gas tax. Amazing. But because of the, but because of the the ways that programs were set out when SB1 was created, there are certain limits in what each pro program can fund. And so we're saying, look, we've shown that there's all this interest, but we're not the only game in town. SB1 is not the only funding source for you know, zero emission travel in the state or in the federal government. Have other people come in and understand what these fully executed projects look like and do for communities and for the goals like Governor Newsom has for um, reducing carbon emissions and moving people better in a fully you know, active transportation zero emission way. And so that's what we also think this is the right year to make sure we you know, make a big bet as they say on active transportation. Are you, are you finding that the, the global the climate is the selling point or is it just a whole does it is it just a whole complex web of things that you sell people on like well i think part of it is the climate i think what people really do understand is that these networks if you're going to invest in bike corridors don't have them be you know a couple blocks here and a couple blocks there do it so that people can actually have a safe trip the entire way that they want to travel so that you can actually start looking at bike commuting and bike um, travel like for recreation but have but be feel that you can send your child to bike safely to school on a corridor um, those have to have you know real protections and real networks so that people don't feel like well you, you're safe for this this spot but not for other spots etc and I do think it's important because the bike corridors will also help the um, some of the challenges of, of bike pedestrian interactions on sidewalks that we want to have safe bike corridors because we want to also have safe walking corridors too. 
And so if we can invest in the combination to do it thoroughly in one year, it makes it better than doing it piecemeal when you have these other interactions that may make walking less fun and secure as well. And it yeah. especially works like in a, in a political sense too, because piecemeal projects always get bemoaned by the public. They're just like, ah, oh, that's, you know, that's not usable or that, that doesn't work because it doesn't connect. That's like, right. This is... Yeah. I mean, as much as it's a bit of a disappointment, the My Figueroa project uh, from Martin Luther King up to 7th Street in downtown, three miles of some protected, some, some uh, buffered bike lane. But in two years, there's been an over 600% increase in bike ridership on Figueroa. Right. So just imagine if it would have been the street we all dreamed of, and maybe we'll get there. Um, we'll, we'll look at what was implemented under the Prop 1C grant as a demonstration project, and then we'll do the real thing later. Um, but that's phenomenal. And we need to use that as an example for if you do a real improvement that really can get people from USC and Expo Park into downtown. People who live in South LA can get to their jobs in downtown on a corridor like Figueroa, get off the sidewalk, as Hillary mentioned, um, because that's where we were seeing all the riders. You know, back in 2008, when we applied for the grant, we made statements about how, you know, every most of the cyclists were on the sidewalk. And that's not just kids. That was Yep. You know, guys who lived in South LA need to get their job at Staples Center um, as a janitor or whatever were riding on the sidewalk because it was too dangerous. Yeah, Figueroa's a nasty street. Seems like a slam dunk, too. It's like, well, how many students at USC and how many businesses? And well, that's uh, that's why we got that grant back in 2008. It was all, mm. all those numbers. You know, you use mm. all this data you show. And that's the other thing I'm very proud of. Um, I think some of you know Mehmet Berker. He always works with me and does all this great data collection and all those maps that we utilize to um, uh, have as, and they're not required documents, many of them that we show in our grant applications because we want to prove all the destinations that are there, the connections that can be made um, to these important locations that the community needs to get to their job and to do their uh, errands and such. That's why we recommended cap and trade as a, as a potential for funding because Deborah's right. The data is so important and there isn't a lot of good mile by mile biking and walking data. And that is a shame because we really have the technology to do it. And it's so important as the governor and the legislature and, and the federal government are all looking at how we're counting zero emission travel the fact that we are not counting all the walking and biking we're doing as contributions to those um, really important goals is, is a lost opportunity. And it shouldn't be there because the more that we can have those metrics, the more we can start embedding that into traffic demand management opportunities and these other larger funding options that really require metrics to show that it's a mitigation and that you're actually traveling by zero emission. Transportation. Yeah. Well, I think some of the things that will help um, with that data is um, the state, um, California's Strategic Growth Council has their Transformative Climate Communities yep. grants. And part of each of those grants is they have to keep all the data because they're using that cap and trade money to fund projects. So I don't know if folks are aware, but 
um, back in 2017, the first round of those TCC, Transformative Economy Communities Grants. The Watts community um, got $35 million through the, with the Housing Authority as the lead um, partner, along with 16 other partners. Tree People's gonna plant 4,000 trees. It's gonna be bike and pet improvements. There's you know, 250 units of affordable housing. There's a new urban farm that uh, WLCAC is doing and um, solar panels and stuff like that. So all of those projects are gonna keep data because the state is gonna use that as a resource of an example of what we can do if we are getting more people to walk and bike and we're getting uh, cleaning up greenhouse gases um, with changing to electric dash buses and planting these trees and stuff. So this data collection part, I think is a, is a really um, key one. And luckily, like the thing I mentioned with Figaro Corridor, DOT finally took over doing some of the pet and bike counts that LA Walks, which I'm the founder of, and um, the Bike Coalition for like 10 years had volunteers. I'm sure some of you guys were out there counting, counting folks at intersections. I did sunset and at sunset junction, like three, three or four different times over six years. And, um, so the city's doing that. They need to do more. Um, they only did like 30 locations or something. Um, they need to get that up to like 3000, um, cause this data matters and we can make, improve the success. Yeah, and, and to support our $2 billion request, we, we're going to put the, the request up on our website at CTC, but we would love if more people supported this and let the governor know that it's important and there are projects that are ready to go and could really use this money now. And we're going to have this also in our May um, CTC meetings. So please, if your listeners are supportive of this, we absolutely have to hear it because numbers matter. And, you know, this is something where surplus money, it's, you know, it's a unique opportunity to do it right. And we really think that it's important to get this money now to do it right now. So, okay, where do people go? Uh, you mentioned it's on the CTC website. Let's, let's yes. get people yeah. the, right. if to you the right spot. California Transportation Commission, it's going to be up on the website on Monday. And then okay. our, we'll have information about our upcoming meetings and in May. And because they're all, you know, on Zoom, it's going to be, it's going to be easier than having to show up to testify. Oh my God. That's one thing I love about <laughs> yeah. the silver lining is you don't have to go to some crazy meeting. Well, you don't have to go to Sacramento. I mean, how yeah. Is that? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's even better. So, they need to keep that. How, are they going to keep this format or what? Like, the, the, we need this. Anyways, well, I hope there's going to be a hybrid format of, you know, personal interaction and, and this, you know, screen interaction so that people can, can do it. And, you know, the Southern California Association of Governments, SCAG, has done this hybrid format actually for a long time because the SCAG region is so huge and it works very well. So, I, and the city council has been doing that with their before COVID had their Van Nuys City Hall and LA City Hall, and they would take testimony from the Van Nuys City Hall. So yes. right. satellite office kind of idea. Exactly. I just want to say thank you, Deborah, for my fig, my Figueroa, and thank you for Canoga Park. And what what else should I be thanking you for? Oh, you could thank me for that $35 million for Watts. 
can also thank me for $23 million for Pacoima and Sun Valley. That's all. Eagle Rock. Awesome. Don't forget my neighborhood. And, and then. Oh, uh, Eagle Rock, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then $16 million for Eagle Rock Boulevard. And. Uh, <laughs> so, so uh, uh-huh. yeah, okay, so like we've had Jim Shanman on before uh, yeah. in the past, and I was calling him the Mr. Rogers of the bike scene, but I think we're going to call you the Oprah of like, <laughs> of, of the, of the safe well, it's like, yeah, you're that. just like Not giving us money, money. like we're going to get millions of dollars, like, right. <laughs> you get a curb cut and you get a curb cut. Yeah, no cars. I'm not you get a giving away traffic cars. Circle. <laughs> no car giveaway. But giving up, like East Side Riders, which you're giving away bikes and tennis shoes and all that kind of good stuff. So, yeah. So I think we're also learning that cities need to be hiring you to get those grants, right? Like, yeah, I help Culver City get the funding. Um, this one is just about finished now. It's on. This was also an ATP grant back in 2015 for uh, Alinda Street. There's a new protected bike lane that goes from Washington Boulevard down to Culver Boulevard, um, and a bunch of improvements on Washington Boulevard there near. Um, oh, what am I forgetting? Elementary school. Just escape my mind and then uh, some other improvements up on Venice Boulevard and then all around this uh, school there. Uh, oh, Biona Elementary. It's Biona Elementary. I'm wondering how you do what you do so successfully. Data is one key part of yeah, that. Yeah, and the best part is when my firm or firm like me gets hired to both do the community-based design process as well as write the grant so that we make sure that the things that the community has come up with during that community-based design process, which is like what we did for Eagle Rock Boulevard. We had a series of four workshops where the community identified what are the problems and the opportunities. They sat around tables and marked all this stuff up on the plans of Eagle Rock Boulevard. This is from York to Colorado. They then at the next workshop broke into groups and designed their stretch of that street, how they want, where they wanted new traffic lights, where they wanted the bike facilities, where they wanted new crosswalks, you know, what were some of the side street issues and connections over to Eagle Rock Boulevard. And then our design team coalesced those ideas into a proposed scheme that then we reviewed again at the fourth workshop with all community members. And then we turned that into a grant application. So that's also what the CTC and Caltrans is looking for, is that the community generated these ideas. This isn't just some engineer in a back room coming up with some idea. It needs to be from the community. And that's, I think, the best thing that California is doing, is that they make this a requirement for state parks grants, for those uh, TCC grants, for the ATP grants, for all of this funding. The state is really on it that the community asked for these things, the community designed them, and the community will be involved in implementation. And it's so important because the money needs to get spent. And there's nothing worse than having than than giving money to a project that, you know, obviously you're seeing that if it's five times oversubscribed, you're beating out lots of other projects. And so if that money's sitting someplace and not getting spent, it really is a waste. We want to make sure that every project is getting worked on and that money is going out and doing the good it's supposed to be doing because there are four other projects that could have been using that money every single time. Yeah. So that's why like I did the Eagle Rock Boulevard application three years ago 
And now I'm like, you know, in Zoom meetings with not getting paid uh, with Streets LA and with community members in Eagle Rock to say, now we're going to hold your feet to the fire. We're not going to let you, you know, mess up this design, come up with something else. Um, we ask for these improvements and we're going to make sure it gets implemented. So it, so my advice to Mark is, you know, just be there along the way and just be that rabid dog, sorry, at the heels of um, the public works department with your elected officials to get your projects implemented. It takes a lot of handholding and a lot of demanding, um, but that's the way it's going to pay off. And then like Hillary is saying, there's money out there for these projects. Yeah. So even though Beverly Hills, you know, has got more money than many other communities, there is funding available, especially, you know, and only if you're going to implement the vision that your community's created through the complete streets plan or your bicycle plan or mobility plan, whatever you call it. So. All right. Deborah Murphy, Hillary Norton, you guys are like a one-two punch, right? Like Yeah, we've known each other for right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> being Deborah's wonder twin I like oh, that. <laughs> no I'm your wonder twin no you're my wonder twin no you're my wonder twin <laughs> no I love it okay so um we're gonna get that California Transportation Commission website link up yes. somewhere with with our podcast so people can go there they're gonna put in comment on Two billion dollars. Yes. Two billion dollars. Yes, Governor Newsom, put this in your budget. Two billion dollars for ATP and for bike highways. Okay. You know, maybe we need to have a, a talk with uh, uh, Streets for All with Michael Schneider because he's been doing, those guys have been doing a great job of putting out uh, emails with uh, calls to action. So maybe there's like a, we can yeah. get that in there and, well, we can and do that help in. you guys somehow. Uh, Los Angeles walks and we get the bike coalition. And okay, get cool. Mark to get that out to the people he knows, and Don, you've got, and, um, and Nick, you've all got good manliness. So, yeah, just really in and right. with that input. Let's get the money. Well, thanks. Get it. I like that. Let's get money. <laughs> it's not, I swear to God, I, like last week, we were all kind of trying to brainstorm about lawsuits and all this stuff, and it was a little bit depressing. And today it feels the exact opposite. It sounds like yeah. there's tons of money and tons of promise. So there's tons of uh, energy around this, which is yeah. exciting. Yeah. All right. Uh, Deborah Murphy yeah. and Hillary Norton, yeah. thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for having thanks us. For coming on the show and golf, golf clap, more than a golf clap. We need like, <laughs> Nick, do we have like an audience cheering sample that we can throw on real quick? All right, All right, cool. Thanks for coming on, guys. We're gonna Thank we're gonna you. have you guys back on in the future, and uh, you know, anytime, come back anytime. Bye. Okay. So that was that was incredibly uplifting. Wow! Like uh, just when you thought um, you know there was no hope, all of a sudden there's all this hope. So I don't know. Last week had me down a little bit because I was like, "There's no hope. We're not going to get things done." But here we have. Deborah with all this great news. There's so much money available. I didn't even know that we had a budget surplus. I thought COVID was going to kill everything and um, you know, we're going to, there's going to be a bunch of new taxes or something, but I guess uh, the gas tax, 
and cap and trade and probably a bunch of money from property taxes and so forth because of all the housing rise in prices and everything. You know? This two billion, it comes from, I still don't understand, but it comes from uh, like the, what's the fund called? Is it different? I thought it was the ATP fund. The ATP fund. And the, and yeah. the ATP fund comes from? Like, the state budget. Okay. All right. But this, this is where your average numbskulls like ourselves don't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So it's good to have uh, the professionals on to, to tell us the good news. Mm-hmm. So um, cool. All right, with that, we're going to take it out. Thanks for tuning in to Bike Talk, the KPFK live stream. Hand up, biz. I rise in the morning and greet the day. Pull out the bike and I'm on my way. The transportation shows I care. Every turn of the pedal cleans the air. Green in the green, I'm saving the planet. Just like my friends Dale, Sean, Toby, and Janet. No greenhouse gas. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bike Talk. If you want to hear more, go to kpfk.org, navigate to programs, and choose Bike Talk. On the Bike Talk page, click on the archives link to play or download shows posted in the last four months. Go to biketalk.com and copy or click on the RSS link to subscribe. Our Twitter handle is BikeTalkPFK. On Facebook, we are Bike Talk. You can become friends and join our group.